um it's open for um yeah for us to like literally just have fun and feel free to have anybody else on as well like if anybody in the audience maybe wants to jump on and have a chat chat with jack as well because like we're we, we get really sleepy here so another person maybe hopping on open up on and up might be really good in that sense just to give you more energetic I mean, for you royal told me she would like help co-host with us uh during like the the eighth like 8, 8 a.m hour but um i don't know what happened with that i think i got rugged on there it's all good Roy. it's all good i'm not gonna hold you to it <laughs> um jack welcome uh, how are you? Uh, is it morning where you're at? Uh, yeah, I actually woke up 30 minutes ago and cups in 10 minutes. Good morning, bro. Fuck. This um, is... does my mic sound good? Yeah, yeah, you sound great. Mine, I'm, I'm pretty sure mine sounds like ass. Not gonna lie. Um, Yours is amazing. Not to worry. Nothing to worry about, buddy. Yo, I'm really hungry tonight. Do you wanna like? Cause look, Jack just woke up, right? um he has to do stuff uh i i want to go eat do you want to eat because you maybe you shouldn't maybe you should like stay here and not eat and just talk to people uh i'll stay here i'll have no problem with it you have Uh, to speak you have to talk about something um it's it's recording remember i i know who i'm inviting on all right when jack comes back take care of jack for me uh, nothing anyone, too serious, please. Yo, Neil right can now. literally speak for hours. All right, perfect. He's got new one. New one. We need your energy, man. All right, give me one sec, okay? Tano, please take care of Jack. I'll be right back. Absolutely, well. Guys, if he does anything, you know, you just let me know. Just DM me or something. Jack, your hand is up. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm back. I'm sorry about that. You're good. You're good. I'm literally gonna try to get like a little sandwich in real quick. Uh, your boy are hungry. Oh, uh, apologies. Oh, you could eat some breakfast as well, Jack. It's no. Uh, I don't eat breakfast. Oh shit! Okay. All right. Go ahead. Go ahead. Do your thing. Tano, take care. Absolutely. And you're one. Uh, you're on stage now. Can you speak, or are you busy right now? Tano, speak to Jack. Leave new one alone. Oh, I absolutely will. That's why I was curious. Like, I wanted to include him in the chat. How long have you guys been doing this for? That's my question. Um, Let me see. I'll have the timetable right in front of me. 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. Uh, we have 14 time slots behind us. So, you're mm-hmm. you're in the 15th time slot. So, so it's, doing it's getting kind of wild. Rest of the day. Uh, yeah, yeah. Wow. Like I'm in my time zone. I started at like two a.m. Like, and I've been through the night already, and it's like four p.m. for me right now. Oh my god! So my my body doesn't really understand anything anymore. Like, what is what? What is day? What is night? Surprise! You can think. <laughs> Funnily enough, actually, I think the the nest will end at a time which will accidentally fix my sleeping schedule finally. So, uh, benefits? Yeah, maybe. Jesus. I think if I did that, my head would, like, implode. Oh, that's that's already behind me. Um, I'm, I'm really, really thankful for hopping on, actually, because I think it was 
with a really, really short notice, actually. Was there anything in certain you wanted to talk about yourself or you were just to, here to chill and... Yeah, I, I kind of just came here to chill out. That's maybe... Uh, I could you could probably talk about something specific though. I could think of something quickly. Oh, absolutely. I think I think we should start off with you actually introducing yourself. Like, how did you how did you end up finding actually not Noster itself and how, so, how, how you found it? So Noster came to my attention when I was on Twitter, and this is what December twenty third, probably around there, and I think Jack posted his lock or his home screen of his phone and it had Damus on it and I was like the fuck is that because I've never heard of this app before and it's on this fucking billionaire's uh home home screen and I got curious and I looked it up and I'm pretty sure I found like Noster and the you know like what it was all about and the comparisons to Mastodon and Twitter and I was like this sounds really cool um so I, I got on it and I kind of lurked for, I think, about a few weeks. Just I was we were discussing like how to handle image uploads um, and which is actually kind of funny because we all came to the general um, consensus back in January that it's a bad idea to put images right in Noster events. Um, but, you know. Amethyst developer thinks otherwise. <laughs> um, and so I think after that, I looked for like a few weeks and then I made the Nosbin website, nosbin.com. So that was like a pastebin replacement, but it was based on Noster. And I think a few days, like three days after I made it, it kind of blew up um, because, you know, Jack Dorsey took notice of it. And that's how it, it all snowballed into uh, what where we are now, right? So now I'm actually going to Bitcoin 2023 because of my contributions to Snort and Damus um, and because of my involvement overall. Oh, wow. So you've been on here, I think, like a couple of months. At least longer than me. I joined, I think, in the start of February, and Thomas um, myself. Um, did you did you know about Bitcoin like long before Nasser came along, or or? So, okay, so I definitely knew like what Bitcoin was and how it worked before, uh, because the year before I was actually shit coining with some of my buddies um, on Ethereum, and we we're making. We we're making like shitty NFTs. So like what we would do is we would, you know, you remember that modern art piece where it was like a banana taped to a wall, right? We would take a picture of that and we'd add like a, like a blue view or like a PQ to that. And then we turn it into an NFT and sell it for $5. Right. But we weren't, we were just selling it to each other because it was funny. Um, and then Ethereum plummeted, and I was like, this is fucking harsh shit. Because, you know, each transaction costs like $5 because of the uh, transaction fees, which are completely ridiculous on Ethereum. Um, so I kind of gave up on that. Yeah, I've been through the whole shit coining part myself, and like, 
having my portfolio go up incredible amounts and go way back down again. And uh, here we are, I guess. Um, but it's a great learning experience, like uh, flying so high, crashing and burning, really. Because like, like looking back, the amount of money I've spent just on like ETH gas fees is, yeah, this is, it's incredibly sad, but like, but I think it's, I think it's a necessary process, process to really, really go through that whole circle and end up back at Bitcoin again. Exactly. And I think it kind of establishes that ETH is not viable because it is no better than the legacy banking system, right? If I can do free transactions, except it takes what a few days longer, um, or I can have it go instantly for like 97 cents. There, it's not worth it for me to pay you six bucks for you to process, you know, $5 transaction. All right. Half the stuff I was trying to transact on ETH, the transaction fee was more than the actual amount being moved, which is completely absurd. Oh, absolutely. I think, I think what really got me into Bitcoin in that sense was that I knew, I knew Bitcoin and like layer one previously for quite a long time, but um, I think what really made me open my eyes was understanding how layer two works. Like, because I think right now Bitcoin, the name and the usage might be mainstream, but layer two is still really relatively unknown. I'd say. Yeah, not a lot of people know about Lightning. Like most people in like you know financial and even payments specifically, they don't know. They know Bitcoin, but they don't know Lightning which is interesting and I think it has, it should be used in more places because it's very useful. Um, the idea that a business can just set up their own payment processor by themselves and not have to rely on, on like a single other company, like let's say, you know, Dorsey Square or Fiserv who makes Clover, that's really powerful. And it could turn into, um, inside like a country like a whole country could have their own intranet and they could still have lightning in theory they they could be able to have lightning network which is really it's it's revolutionary um i actually found bitcoin and i i started becoming more interested in it because of noster because people here talk about it to death i started to actually become very curious and learn about it and it's it's a very, it's a very unique currency. Um, I don't, I don't think hyper Bitcoinization is going to happen anytime soon, though. Um, at least not in this, not in this world. Probably in like, I mean, at least, at at least fifty years. Uh, I don't know. That's just a guess um, that I pulled out of my ass, but. Uh, that's that's how I found Bitcoin. Yeah, I think like that's the that's the route I really take it for myself as well. It's like, well, it's not really for myself. I'm preparing and doing as much research and uh, helping other people learn, just so the next generation can have it. It's not for me. It's for the next generation, and I'm just trying to orange pill as many of my friends as early as possible for so their next generation can be 
much happier as well. Yeah, see, I'm I'm Gen Z, right? None of my friends give a shit about Bitcoin. It's really like I've talked oh, to them. We're all Gen Z here, I think. <laughs> all all three of us on stage. So that's a worry. Youngsters, youngsters. But yeah, they kind of look at it like it's like some fucking that yeah, it's a scam, which is interesting um, because of the whole crypto implosions. Um, but in particular, some people view it as like a Ponzi scheme, which is it's it's actually funny when you when you let them compare like the fiat tokenomics and BTC tokenomics, but you wouldn't tell them which one is which. And like ask them which one is better we all know what they would answer with but i guess i should probably do that <laughs> look sounds like a good advertisement really so what are your plans for the future actually like what do you see i don't know, let's say in the upcoming months what do you, what do you, would you like to see on last year on, on Domus? Well, I think the the most I think we do need to work on um, work on UX um, a lot. I think the way the current app has done it um, with you know the easy setup and seed phrases and automatic Nipo five verification is actually very useful. Um, and maybe we should look towards that for um, just the general idea of how user setup should go because people people look at this right people set up damus and like what the fuck is a, what the fuck is a private and public key i've never heard of this shit in my life um so that needs to be worked on key management should probably be worked on too um so it's like idiot proof how i think an interesting idea would be to integrate nostr connect um like wallets into every mobile app so whenever you're trying to log on to a website you just scan the qr code and it logs you in but the issue with that is on iphone there's a whitelist for uh like background activities so it makes it very difficult for damas to actually be able to implement that uh properly um i think we should figure out file file hosting um especially with things that are going on now with nip 94 and nip 95 um what i saw was interesting by mike Dil mike dilger mike dilger i don't know how to say his name but how nostr should 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 have been like a binary protocol um which would have made storing these pictures more efficient um Maybe that could happen in the future. I don't know. It's gonna be it's gonna be really interesting. I I do agree, especially with the setting up part. I think currently, when I've tried purple pilling a lot of my friends who are not into tech at all, for them it seems like way too complicated. Like, what is a public key? What is a private key? What the hell is a NIP? Like, there's so much explaining to do, and by the time they they are like halfway done with setting their profile up. They've, they've already might have like lost interest. Like 
trying to explain what relays are. Like most of the people, like they use internet, they use email, but they don't have to know how everything behind it works. Absolutely, the knowledge sets you more free and it makes you more aware. But it's knowing the common person, not everybody wants or cares to know as much what all of that means. So they would like maybe like a lot of apps, maybe have like a, a developer mode or like a pro mode. So maybe they could have like a light mode or a way to go about it that would be much more simpler for them. Yeah, something like that. I was actually trying to onboard someone onto Noster and it took us about probably 15 minutes to set up his profile. Um, it was very, it was really strange. We initially generated the key in the no store extension on his computer. And then we imported it into Damus and Damus just wouldn't connect to any relays. Like it, just, it absolutely refused. Um, so we couldn't set up his profile and Kieran's snort actually ended up saving us. We logged into snort and we just changed the relay list on the profile. And we added a remove once and updated it. So we were actually able to use Damus. It's it's weird. And it seems like it's not perfect every time. Now, it shouldn't really matter that much. If I'm importing a brand new key into Damus that has never been touched to set like a metadata event or a relay list event, I don't understand why it would it, it wouldn't work the same as just making it Damus. If there's a reason, uh, I would like to know, but I could probably put, put his pub key in. You guys should follow him. He's like big uh big fisher fish guy. If you post him, I would absolutely repost him and follow him. Um I was actually I think I made a post about it as well. Like I would love there to be well, at least for Dom's client to for there to be like a I guess like a walkthrough of the setting up your profile and like explaining like oh how can you how can you set up your profile pic and like having it guide you through and like th that also being available for for every different kind of la language so if I say to my friends to uh, install Domus under on their phone they don't need anybody on their side to really guide them through it so they can do it by themselves and I guess that leaves them the space and curiousness to tinker tinker by themselves a bit more I guess because otherwise it's just like learn helplessness constantly people asking questions on global and there's like so much more work for the onboarders to do which like I love onboarding people and it's amazing to see people like come up come along and get like up to tempo so fast but like i think that would make it so much easier for all of us well, the the problem is with global nowadays is back when i was joining Noster, you could just scroll on global and find anyone to follow and it was actual signal right now there's so much bullshit on global half the time it's a shitty japanese translation that doesn't make sense in any context. Um, like it's there's so much there's so much crap in there. You can't find anyone new. 
you you know you'd have to use the welcome nostril wine but that's just like that's just noobs that's no one that needs help right so now we're in the situation where previously with global you could shout out to everybody that was on global feed and they would actually hear you now it's more of like it kind of feels like twitter again right for new people because they're just shouting into the abyss and only the people if if they're not on any paid relays and no one's going to hear them and that's the problem with global there and that should i think that should absolutely be fixed because new new users it's going to feel exactly the same i absolutely agree like with my my account i really got lucky i think it was on the second day that i was in dams uh, i think on global i found a post post by mazin himself saying that he was like drinking wine a lot and like if anybody wanted to join nostril wine just send him an invoice and he'll pay for it because it was wasted absolutely which was absolutely hilarious as a newcomer which made me really lucky because I got onto all the good relays and having like a filtered global. But like, I made an alternate account. Like, I think it was like a month ago or something. I haven't used it since, but I, I was just curious on how the process of like, okay, what if I don't get lucky? How long is the process going to be to actually reaching out to somebody and getting onto those certain relays and how difficult it really can be? And it was actually. I think it took me like I think it took me like two, three days to get up to speed, even though knowing all the things before. So it's kind of difficult. And I'm I'm still curious how much of the people get lost who are like maybe asking for really interesting questions but nobody's seeing them, which I would really like to know the answers for. Exactly. And I've seen newcomers actually talk about this that they feel like they're shouting into an abyss. By the way, I posted his pub key and his his N blog link in the public chat. Um, that's my dog. Um, but he has a few posts there, and they got this was about probably three weeks ago that we did this, and they got no attention. So I was experiencing this experiencing this single hand with his account because we were posting on here. And it's actually kind of interesting content, and it took me it took me reposting his shit from the actually get any attention, which is an issue. It kind of it kind of feels similar to the shadow bands on Twitter, you know. Like, you think? Yeah, I guess it's like <laughs> if you if you switch the account like with the same exact post, it's so such a different experience like every time like even if it's like not necessarily the followers but it's just that i don't know the relays can make already make such a difference and i don't know yeah I thought, it's, I thought kind of first. it's kind of it's kind of like pay pay to play you know you have to buy buy paid relays to get global feed attention because everyone's going to be filtering out the public relays global feed Oh my god. Yeah. Um I'm still actually really really curious like cuz I right now I have I think I have like 10 relays on. Um couple of uh, paid relays, the Nostra.wine 
relay, master dot wine filter relay, and the welcome relay. And I'm really curious how much of the stuff or the events actually duplicate there or the notes themselves, because um, maybe a lot, of, maybe some of the paid relays aren't useful at all. But I, I guess I wouldn't really know. So instead of like possibly missing out on somebody, um, I'm just leaving them on really. I think that's what the filter wine relay was trying to do, but I don't think it worked properly. I think the filter relays was really for the, wasn't really for the paid relays, was it? I think it was for the public, for the public relays. I think, uh, if anybody in the audience want to correct me, feel free to wait. I just got back in here to talking about relays. Yeah, we're talking about really just the experience of a newcomer, I guess, and how it can sometimes feel like you're just yelling into the void and there's like you're not getting anything back. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna recap for Sleepy. Um, but I uh, three weeks ago, I was setting up a buddy of mine's. Um, he wanted a, a blog to post about fly fishing, so of course, with my Noster blogging software and blog. Um. And so we did that. We bought a domain name, set up his Nippo 5, set up his lightning address. And so when it came to actually make his profile, it took us like about 15 minutes to be able to just add a name to his profile and have it stick. Because for some reason, unless you generate a key in Damus, Damus will not accept it properly. We generated a key in the NoStore extension and on his computer. And it, when we put it into the Damus app, the relays wouldn't connect. It was really weird. It was like it was, it was like the whole network was down. So we had to put it into Snort, and then it actually worked. But it took us way too long. We had to figure out image uploading, which was a pain in the ass because it didn't work on Snort. Kind of worked on Coracle. It was, it was a mess. My, um, and after we had all that set up, I mean, I introduced him to Zaps, and he thought it was sick. He thought the whole concept of Noster was pretty sick. But when it came time to actually post, it was like he was shouting into an abyss. It was nothing like when I was joining Noster back in December, where you could post into the global feed, and everyone would be able to hear you. Right now, with all the bullshit, all the spam that's on there, the the signal is completely lost for new people. And the, I think the only possible way that you can build up a following on here now is to just reply to everything you see on the paid relays and hope that people like what you say and start following you. But... Um. Damn, I'm still I'm currently still eating up, but yeah, I have a. I'm curious if um if that new relay is actually working to welcome new users. Because I've used it and I definitely see, once I filter, uh, global. Wait, but you are you talking about like posting like um writing to a relay. Um, when it comes down to the the same experience that you had in December. I'm talking about well, yeah, like making posts on your profile but are you um are you picked up by that new relay now um the welcome noster wine relay? yeah 
that that didn't exist. Oh um, shit! Okay, I understand now. Oh shit! Yeah, without that, yeah, we were fucked for that little bit of minute. Like, um, how long was it? Like a couple of weeks. Uh, yeah, yeah, that sucked. That really sucked. Now I can't imagine an onboarding experience like that. Um, when you're literally just screaming into the void, I can't, uh, fuck, that sounds horrible. I came in in February and it wasn't like that. Exactly. And the, well, cause all the fucking Chinese porn bots came <laughs> like, oh, oh, let's, let's make porn bots that post to a network with 5,000 active users. <laughs> like, ain't that some that's, shit, bro? It's, it's so silly. <laughs> why the fuck i mean i I understand you know porn is always like one of the first adopters this and that but god damn it hold up hold up let us get a user base first god damn it <laughs> exactly but the, the the unique problem of Noster is that there's no algorithm so it's not like it's even possible for their post to resurface it's entirely time-based yep <laughs> so if you post at the wrong time your post is getting wrong <laughs> Holy shit. My bad I coughed. Um, yo, I'm, I'm not even going to tell you guys about like how much I fucked up in the kitchen making this. But um, let's just say. You were in there for 30 minutes. Oh, shit. For real? Oh, my God. I was. Now, yeah, you guys could tell there was something wrong, huh? <laughs> yo, I burnt the toast twice. I, I was going to like kill somebody if I burnt it a third, uh, third time. You're making toast in the cast iron pan no 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 no. i made i made the omelet in the cast iron pan i had to you know what took the longest not gonna lie um chopping up onions that took forever it shouldn't but it took forever they they should make something for an onion cutter like that just simple i don't know well you could probably find that one of the chinese alibaba stores (laughs) and and then go ahead and set up my own shop in uh, uh shopify yeah, actually, just go on TikTok for five seconds, and you'll get 5,000 ads for an onion chopper. Let's go. Oh, right now, I would be a user of my own product. So, yeah, I could definitely, like, make videos promoting it. I just want to quickly, TikTok, every, ever since they released the shop feature, <laughs> every video is an ad. Because now, the, on the video, it has, like, an orange orange cart in the, in the corner where you can directly buy it from the app. And so now you have people that are like, they're doing these like product reviews for commission. So when it, like the day of that it came out, actually no, it was more like three days after, every ad would be for the same damn product. Or every video would be an ad for the same product. It was ridiculous. And it kind of makes me think how we're going to handle advertising on Noster. Because it's going to be a slippery slope of privacy. And. Well, actually, yeah, it's just privacy. And how how are the advertisers going to get their 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 investment back? Because. There's going to I know there's going to be privacy. There's ad blocking clients for sure. And is it going to be become part of the client or part of the relay? I've been, oh my God, I struggle so much to just turn on the mic button. Okay, look, so honestly, I think um, the idea that, that um, Walker had for this is fucking incredible. He's done it to me a couple times, and every time he does it, 
I go and I click on the site, so he gets like I'm pretty sure he's getting his visitors. Um, and yeah, other people have told me like, oh, there's an ad on your on your post and it's out of your zaps. Um, it's a fucking cool ass way. Uh, he calls it zapertizing, and basically you put a link to whatever you want to advertise inside of a zap. Simple as that. If you want it to be seen and it's on a popular post, just make sure you're one of the top zaps, and it'll get seen. But now, okay. But now you're you're basically whoring out people's notifications. Like, <laughs> you saw what's going with the zapper bot, where he would advertise Noster plebs in it. It's hey, but you're getting value. I get like six hundred something sats for every uh every link. It's starting to add up, Jack. I I'm pretty sure you'd be okay with it too. <laughs> I just don't want my my notifications feed to be um just be all all advertisements right like what i think is gonna happen is <laughs> it's gonna be like there's just a constant stream of them holy shit for real. oh man okay i'm thinking I, I i think i'm starting to understand what you're saying like maybe it'll be like uh just enough for it to be like maybe the top or the second and it wouldn't even be that have a amount let's say like the most like the highest app that you got on that post is like maybe like i don't know like 50 or a hundred zap, a hundred um sats, and then the post could be like twenty one sats. But with the, I mean, I don't know, man. I, I still think it's value for value at the end of the day. I wouldn't mind it because either way, you're getting zapped. It just doesn't have that comment inside of it. You know what's gonna happen? What is these advertisers are gonna start listening to your notification events? <laughs> and every four or every like five notification events, they're just gonna okay. send a one sat zap to you okay. their app, right back to the top. Man, fuck. There's no listening. <laughs> Say again, Jack. I'm sorry. There's no limit on how much they can do it, so they could just do one set. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, it won't be at the top. You feel me? Like, it won't be favorable. Uh, they could. They could, uh, like, they could, they listen. could listen to your notifications and zap you. Oh. Yeah, yeah, but like if if I'm averaging, if you're averaging right now, Jack, like let's say you're averaging like 5k sats per post, right? Um, they're gonna have to beat that. You know what I mean? Let's say the biggest zap in that 5k post was like 3,000 something. They're gonna have to up it up like more than 3,000 to be that common that got seen. I guess. Interesting. You know what I mean? It, it all depends on like your content and how much like other people value it. Because if your content is like highly valued, then I'm pretty sure those advertisers are gonna have to compete with for ad space inside of your comments. I think we have Chunky Boy Sir raising his hand. I think he wants to talk. Uh, would do you mind, Jack, if I start up a live um, Q and A? Bring him up. Let's do it. Chunky boy, sir. You're you're up on the stage. Hey, hey guys. Can you hear me all right? Yes, sir. All right. Yeah, I was just uh kind of going to that that topic you just had. I was like wondering if there's a way to just basically you don't see the 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 ads if you don't follow them. Uh and you can configure it on your side so that way if they wanna if they wanna advertise you, you can block them. Uh or not have to even view it, but take their money. I mean, and that also makes them a little more wise to Hey, maybe I should engage with people before just shooting out ads. Does that make sense? Hell yeah. I was just um eating some food. Jack, yeah, thank you. 
Um, but then that would apply to just every everyone that tries to zap you that hasn't interacted with you very much previously, right? Yeah. So basically, yeah, maybe they can still zap you, or I don't know if you can really block them from zapping you. But uh, that 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 they're they're whatever they're trying to advertise or show up basically just shows up as money in your in your wallet, and you never actually see the ad. If they really uh, want to engage with you, then uh, they they better engage with you. Be you're you're engaging with them. You're saying I'm interested in your product. If you want to shoot me an ad, that's fine. But you're paying for it. And if and if I'm not following you, just by default, you could have that setting configurable. But like that way. That way, you're not even seeing it. They're just giving you money, so it goes back to like, you know, you don't have to see it. So you're choosing, you're choosing what you want to see. They're they're choosing whether or not they think you're, you're you're engaged with them. Does that make sense? I think so. So you have to allow them. You have to allow it on your side for you to be able to see what, uh, like, the note. Yeah. So basically, my my default setting would be like, yeah, I'll accept ads and zaps uh, visibly. Uh, for anybody who I'm following that way, it, it, you know, people who are just like spam ad, you know, spam ads coming through, they're basically just filling up people's wallets with, with, with sats. You know what I think might happen is I think we're going to run into like, um, machine learning models that can detect ads and block them like on device. Yeah, but I'll, I'll gladly. I mean, if, if, if sometimes let's say let's say uh, coin kites like decides to put ads on, uh, and they zap it, man, I'll, I'll listen to those ads. I'll see what they have to say, and I, I'm following them. And so my default, I don't mind those ads, and they're paying me, and I support them because I mean I'm following them, obviously. So it it really pushes the advertisers to engage with quality stuff. Otherwise, they're basically gonna have it not even be followed by anybody. Yeah, exactly. And they're just gonna be dumping money out there. And not wondering why anybody's not responding. It's because they're not even really looking at it. I don't know. Just kind of like an opt out of anything you're not following, if you want, or specifically, you know, points a certain. You don't have to follow them, but maybe say, "Hey, I'll I'll accept, you know, visibility to these ads because I I like this product." I don't know. Just a thought. Sorry. <laughs> I appreciate the conversation, guys. This is really good. It's it's interesting to think about like um how do you differentiate differentiate an ad between um uh, just a comment that somebody might put on your on your note through a zap. Um example, you don't follow them, um they follow you. Um there may be a new ostrich on here, but they're not trying to promote anything on your post. Um they're just giving you a hug and a you know a heart or whatever. On your post and you don't get to see that because you have that turned on where uh the people that you don't follow um you can't see their zap comments um so i would like um maybe um what i would like is like uh like jack was saying like maybe some machine learning to detect that it's a link um and it's a link to a business or a link to you know some promotional product or whatever the case might be that lets you know that hey this is an ad um and you don't have to see it like you have, uh, let's say, the same thing that they're doing right now for images where it's like sort of grayed out. Uh, I don't know. That's it's interesting. It's interesting. Where images are blurred. Yeah. yeah. So the ad could be blurred for you. And, and it's just a warning that says this is potentially an ad. Like it's not going to say totally to, like for sure that it's an ad, uh, but it's going to tell you, hey, this is a caution potentially this is an ad 
and if you have those toggled on settings where you don't want to see ads uh, it comes into play um, but if it's just uh, an emoji with a hug and a heart um, definitely should come through you know what I mean so that's where you could start differentiating uh, what's an ad and what's a what's an um, you know what's a wholesome message coming in from a new nostril nostrich that you don't follow I don't know. you know where where it could also go is it, this make this reminds me of brave browser and how they would pay you with their own shitcoin token to view their ads but what if you could set what if there was like a flag on the there's a property on your metadata event that basically said okay i want to see ads or i don't want to see ads and it was just true or false for ads and then advertisers could look at that profile and be like, oh, he doesn't want to see ads. Let's not even fucking bother paying him. Right. So it could it could go like that too. Yeah, I see both both ways actually would work. And 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 kind of add into the first description too. Like maybe maybe when that ad comes up blurred, you you choose to look at it. And after you look at it, there's an option there that says, okay, block this in the future. And that way, it's just added to you know your block, and and they're just dumping money, and they have no idea whether or not you're seeing it or not, and that's that's how it should be. I mean, you know, <laughs> actually, they might because if oh, okay. if it's going on your, actually, if yeah, if it's going, mute lists are public. Like I'm pretty sure amethyst users and maybe snort can view your your muted list. So if that. If that account is on that mute list, they could probably read that. Yeah, and maybe that's not a bad thing either, you know, but that's interesting. I didn't know that they could read that. Um, William, um, you're up. Um, by any chance, do you have any questions? I saw your hand was up. Yeah, I can't even remember the questions now, but good morning, everybody. Hope you're all having a most wonderful day. Good morning, man. Um, yeah, we were just talking about um, advertisements through Zaps. Um, zap advertisements. <laughs> zap per time. I can't even speak anything right now. So, yeah, just take it away. Take it away, William. I'm ex I'm excited for advertisements. I mean, I'm not really I, – I, they don't really bother me too much. Like, I mean, I think it's just going to help grow the platform, if anything. Yeah, what do you think about that model though? Um, using Zap comments to embed links inside of um, you know, your Zaps in order to um, advertise on somebody's post, and you know, what do you think about that? Any thoughts? On I think that's a good. I think that's a good approach. I mean, I think another thing that um, companies might end up doing is like they'll find people that are like got lots of followers. They might DM them. They'll be like, "Hey, write something about us." And then we'll zap that post like big time. So like you might see you might see that kind of a, of a as a route that some of them use also. Holy shit, you're right. I'm pretty sure people are already getting uh, reached out for that specific thing. Um, damn. It makes it it makes it look the most honest and legit. And not only that, if they do that with even just one person. And like they're told in the DM, hey, like keep this on the download. Then other people will see this and be like, oh man, he got zapped a million for doing a a, a big write up about McDonald's. I'm going to do the same and hope I get a million also, right? It's going to trigger other people to try and copycat that popular influencer. That's right. They could potentially drive um, some organic engagement towards towards them. 
through this um, style of campaigning. That's pretty fucking smart. Somebody's definitely going to be listening to this and, and do it now. <laughs> yeah, and it's not costless. That's the best part. You know, if, if, if you want to get in, you're paying money and you've, you've got to make it worthwhile. It, it really, really drives quality up, I think. And with Noster, since you can't delete anything, people are going to be want to be careful of like what they do end up engaging with. Like, I mean, like, say a shit coin comes by and they're like, hey, I'm going to pay you this much to, to push our shit coin. Uh, if that, that person might not want to ruin their reputation because nothing can be deleted on Noster. So, like, in my opinion, it might kind of make a little bit more honesty of uh, the influencers, especially the ones that have a, a greater following that they might not want to lose. Yeah, absolutely. It trips me out. Nostra trips me out because uh, reputation, you realize, like you, I used to think twice before I'd say something. Now I think like five times before I say something because it's like, you know, you, you, you that that is, it's funny. It's a trustless environment, but, but we really, uh, the trust is part of the human piece. And all of a sudden you're like, oh my gosh, this is, this is important. What I say and what I do is, is of utmost importance that I, I think critically. Uh, which I think is why we see the environment we see. I mean, it's new, obviously, and everybody's very, very sweet, nice enough. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah, people are a lot more accountable. I mean, even myself. I mean, like there have been times that I've kind of been a little bit abrasive with some of the comments I've said. And I kind of like later on that day kind of had to apologize for it because you can't take it down. You got to sit there and kind of own your mistakes. And that's what I kind of had to do before. I really want to finish eating, so you guys could just keep talking about whatever. What did you make? Um, omelet um, with uh, onions um, and uh, it's just toast. I, I was trying to like do something simple and hurry the fuck up, but then I ended up. Um, I don't even want to talk about like the mess that I created in the kitchen. Um, there's water on the floor. Uh, yeah, it's it's a lot, Jack. It's a lot. <laughs> All right, Daniel, you're here to save the day and, and talk for us. <laughs> hey guys, I don't know if you if I sound like shit because I'm uh, out in the rain walking my dog right now, but uh, hopefully it'll come through okay. Uh, and I missed the first half of the, this marathon yesterday, but I wanted to just jump in and say it's great to hear all your voices. You guys are doing an awesome job. Keep it up. I don't know how you're you're hanging in there all this time, but uh, it's amazing that you put this together. Thank you, Daniel. I'm literally asking myself that same question right now. How the fuck? Thanks so much, Daniel. <laughs> oh my god. So I actually had a question for Jack because you know you and I corresponded a while back, um, and you joined the Node Bridge group um, a few months ago. And I was just curious to hear kind of your experience, like starting up a Node, um, and what led you to kind of decide you didn't want to do it anymore. Oh man! All right, uh, this is this is gonna get detailed. So I first wanted to start up a node because at the time I was using Wob Satoshi and Ellen Tipbot for all my zaps, and I was like, you know, I want to do this all myself, but I had no idea what I was getting into at the time. So I I get my old my old um decomposing hp laptop it doesn't have a screen and it doesn't have a backplate on it so it's just components facing up 
right? With the keyboard facing down, keyboards disconnected. And so I get that thing going and I install Umbral and I install in a Bitcoin node um, portion of it. And that takes probably a week to fully sync, which already that was annoying as shit. <laughs> yeah, I remember that first week, just waiting for for all the, the blocks to download. It's, exactly. uh, it's like you get to fifty percent, and you think you're you're halfway there, and it turns out you're like ten percent of the way. Oh, exactly, because you get slower. The bulk of the blockchain is all in the in the later blocks. And so after that, after that, I'm like, finally, this completed. So I install LND, and LND just doesn't work. So I, I'm fighting with it and I uninstall, reinstall, and it finally works. I make my my key my wallet and I set it up and I'm like, okay, now I need channels. Right. So I get some inbound liquidity and it kind of works. I send myself some, some sets and it works. And I can send them back. And I started talking to Semisol about it because, well, we were talking about it before. And apparently, you know, I need I need $400 to open a proper channel. And I'm like, what the fuck is this bullshit? I need, I need 400 bucks to open a 2 million sat channel for me to actually be able to send, like, a good amount of sats through. I didn't think I was going to need actual money to prop this thing up, which is my fault on the research can you earn sats by using it uh, not really. i mean not not really i mean that, that's the kind of the joke right is that you have to invest and it is proof of work right you're investing your time your energy and your own capital in just getting enough channels open up so you can have a reasonable amount of transaction throughput and, and then, uh you don't really earn a lot i mean <laughs> i think i earn like maybe a dollar a month in routing fees and it's, paying way more than that in channel open fees hilarious that's not even enough for a cheeseburger nope but you know like i i always say like we're not in this for the, the profit right we're doing this to build the network if you believe in lightning and you think it has a future then we're supporting what we know is coming down the road and okay so after that it was going good for like i think a week two weeks and then just all of a sudden boom fucking lnd decides to completely nuke itself and it completely breaks it does not start and i have to uninstall lnd and reinstall it and recover it and but now all my channels are force closed because the node went down so i i open them back up get my inbound liquidity back and it works good for two days and then after that i didn't know what i was doing and i was trying to send i was trying to zap people with zeus and just in general and it wouldn't it, it said no route found i was connected to like ellen big dz um i think there was like one more it just wasn't working i was like this is a waste of my fucking time and so i just shut it down so now I have, I have a Bitcoin node going right now, but there's just no Lightning node because it's it's complete waste of my time and I don't have them. 
the sats to actually properly run it. So. Yeah, I, I think what you what you're discovering is what a lot of people are realizing is that you know actually running Lightning properly is really hard to do. Um, and whether it's you know the user experience or whether it's the amount of, of channels you need to open and the maintenance required, it's a big task. I mean, like we don't do this because we we think it's easy. We do it because we think it's important. And uh, I appreciate that you took the time to to, um, to try it out. And hopefully, you know, maybe a couple of years from now, there'll be more. He died. Uh, Daniel, you still there? Daniel. Yeah, I don't know if you guys can hear me. I'm, I'm like outside in the rain, so I'm doing oh, yeah. the best I can. No, not, <laughs> now, we can. now we can, now we can. You're good. Yeah, what's happening is my, my phone is getting wet and I can't even tap the button. So uh, I, I'm trying the best I can here. But yeah, I don't know where, where I left off or where you guys couldn't hear what, what, what I was saying. But you know, I'm, I'm hoping that in a few years, there'll be some more lighting providers. There'll be more options available to new users who want to start up without having to invest a lot of capital. Um, maybe there'll be some, some options available you know, for self-custody on lightning, which is extraordinarily hard to do right now. And it's why people are moving towards custodial solutions. It's just so easy to you know, spin up all of Satoshi and have, have lightning uh, available to you immediately. And any, anything else that takes people away from the ease of use from that initial quick onboarding is, is going to turn them away. And it's why people think lightning doesn't work because the ones who tried it, who maybe had to go through the process of getting a node and, and not experiencing, not even knowing who to connect to to start building channels, they will think it's broken because they just don't understand the, the work that goes into it. So. Uh, I was just saying to Jack, kudos for trying. <laughs> I appreciate that you gave it an effort. And uh, hopefully, if, you know, a year or two from now, there'll be some options for you that might make it easier. Well, what I think is the best option for people right now, for people that aren't as advanced as all the node runners, is to install something like Blixed Wallet on their phone, which is it's basically a node in your pocket, but it also kind of handles the channels for you. Um, it'll open up channels automatically with the Blix node. Um, and you don't really have to worry too much about it. Um, and you can also open up your own channels too, which is pretty cool. So like use something like like Alan Tipbot for your zaps and then move it into like Blixed. Or you can move it on chain. Either yeah, way. I haven't tried that yet. I'm actually, um, now that you mentioned it, I, I know it's on my list of things I want to explore. I, I did look into Phoenix Wallet. I tried that for a little while. It's got some nice features. Um, you know, it's like you learn which, which which apps have which features you need. Like you can't get an LN URL to pay to you to, to these apps on Phoenix or Moon. Uh, you can't even do that on Blue Wallet, you know, until you get your own node installed. Uh, so, you know, there's, I think just a lot of confusion because the lightning uh, space is so fractured fractured or fragmented right now. I'm thinking down the road, like when Bolt 12 uh, officially comes out and more uh, wallets begin to support it, we might have a lot more options. But again, it's, it's one of those very slow moving processes that we, we just don't have any control over here. So we're just you know building with the tools we have and it's not easy. 
back when I first started out, I was pasting invoices into my LN URL box on Damus because I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. I was like, oh, is this an invoice? Yeah, let's put it up. I did. Didn't yeah, you weren't the only one. A lot of OG Bitcoiners who've never used Lightning before came in and did that. There were some BC1 on-chain addresses in there. It's like <laughs> no one knew what to do. And in fact, I'll say this, like I didn't really understand how LNURL and Lightning addresses worked. Uh, it took me a while to kind of research it and understand what was going on and how the web server handles the request, um, how it can uh, essentially find the LNURL from the address. Once I figured that out, it made a lot more sense. And now, you know, I, I'm able to set them up myself. But uh, until then, I really needed to look into it because there's just so many different options available with different wallets and protocols that you can't always know everything. So, you know, this is the journey we're on. Wow, it's already been an hour. <laughs> Holy shit, we fucking did it. Yo, Jack, you see? Let's go. Yeah, that kind of handled itself. Yeah, this is amazing. I really appreciate you for, for coming on and, you know, hanging out with us. Uh, yeah, man. God damn, Thanks, man. Bro. Appreciate you, bro. And yeah, Jack, it was fun. Yeah, I'm going to head out, too, for a little bit because I'm really drenched. Appreciate you, Daniel. <laughs> Thank you, it Daniel. Fun. Have a good one, brother. You too, man. See you. Good luck with the rest of this uh, experience. It's, I'll, I'll be listening as much as I can. All right, for sure, for sure. I'll see you. I'll see you soon. Yeah, I, I suddenly feel like this weird ass natural high. I'm not. I don't know if I'm supposed to be feeling this. But anyway. Second, third wave coming along. Yo, it's Was weird. It Isn't it weird how high I feel right now? I'm completely sober. This is weird. Yeah, um, I have the feeling as well. Thank you for having me on, though. Thank you, Jack. I appreciate you so much, man. Thanks. I'll Thank talk you so to you much, soon, Jack. man. Yo, this was great. Thank you, Jack. For real, for real. I'm really glad, really glad you uh, you came and hung out with us. You can move me back down now. I got you. <laughs> All right, and ending the 